Everyone drinks coffee. It gives us a moment of peace, an energy boost, or just simply to connect with someone. But who are the people roasting your coffee? You're listening to the Giesen Roastcast, where we talk about everything that has to do with roasting and running a business in the coffee industry. My name is Siska Kolein. I roasted coffee year in, year out, over half a decade. With my own coffee roastery and as an ambassador for Giesen Coffee Roasters, I want to show you what it means to roast coffee for a living. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. Today we are talking with Jasper Overdevest, owner of Noordkap Coffee based in Utrecht, the Netherlands. In 2015 Noordkap Coffee opens, with which he takes others on an expedition on their way to great quality coffee. His mission? Freshly roasted coffee, transparently traded and supported with love. Let's talk to Jasper about great coffee. Jasper, I'm really looking forward to our uh, podcast because I think that there is one thing that really defines you as a coffee professional, and that is that you have a mission to make the coffee industry more transparent. I'm all for that because what really bothers me is the marketing around so-called good coffee. I can really be frustrated about the amount of wrong information towards consumers and that uh, the confusing business we sometimes have to deal with. I was wondering, how do you deal with that when you have such a strong mission? Um, good question. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to say that that I have, uh, when I started Nordkap, I had this mission to, to do things different than you know, the big industrial coffee world because I came from the big industrial coffee world. I used to work in the huge coffee roaster in Belgium. Um, and I wanted to do some things different than what they or other big industrial roasters do. Um, that was six years ago. Uh, I worked in coffee for about 10, 11 years. Uh, but when I started six years ago, Nordkap Coffee, I thought it was easy to do it different. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now six years later, I'm still learning and struggling to to do it to actually do it different than uh, the big companies um, but i have to say uh, a lot of things have changed in the whole coffee world in the last six years so mm-hmm. that that's uh, useful and helpful for smaller roasters like me who have you know uh, the same kind of uh, mission uh, when i started buying my own green coffee uh, i thought Okay, I'm going to buy some, you know, higher quality coffee from specialty coffee traders or semi-specialty coffee traders, and then I I can assume that you know the farmers paid better or better price or a fair price or a true price. But I found out in the last six years that first of all, a lot of people don't know what what a what the true price of coffee should be. Uh, that's a that's a very difficult question, uh, and uh, and how you can make sure as a as a small roaster that when you buy coffee from a trader that they pay a true uh, a fair price and a true uh, true price true cost price price. So it, it's 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 uh, I'm still working on it as a lot of other companies to 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 uh, follow my mission. Yeah. Yeah, and is is that also your biggest struggle that it is still difficult uh, in the process? Well, yeah, for two things it's difficult. First of all, 
you know, the intern uh, for me as a roaster and a, uh, I want to buy uh, only green coffee that is uh, where where the farmer or the, the the people who produce the the coffee beans, raw coffee beans, get uh, paid well, good. Or uh, and the other thing is that a lot of my customers, because I sell a lot of coffee to local bars and restaurants, they like my coffee because it's tasty, and they buy it from a local roaster. Um, and they are not that interested sometimes in where I buy the coffee from. Yeah. So I ca- I care more about <laughs> the system than some of my clients. So you know, when you yeah, so when you buy, I, for example, I have uh, I have, we have a lot of different coffees, and I have one uh, blend with uh, some robusta in it. And robusta was uh, when I start started buying robustas. I paid, I think, about uh, two euros per kilo. It was really cheap coffee. And then there was no, well, it's not even specialty, but, you know, a good, fair, robusta. You, you could not buy it six years ago. And then one of my traders started uh, selling uh, robusta. And it's like five or six euros per kilo. I, I, I pay it. I buy the coffee. I don't mind. But it's it's quite difficult to explain that to some of my customers that it's uh, it's a more expensive coffee and it's still well it's not expensive it's less cheap yeah uh, <laughs> so i buy it because i want to and i i feel i have to uh i i will never buy a two euro uh, per kilo <laughs> green coffee again but to 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 make that uh, in, in your business in your in your price of your roasted coffee uh that can be hard sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to talk to you later about the cost price of, of the coffee. So you, ha- you can have a mission, but it also has mm-hmm. to make sense in uh, business-wise, you know. So I want to talk yeah. to you about that later. But yeah. I really recognize what you're saying because your mission is not always in favor of your customer. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I what we notice is that consumers don't mind paying a good price because they yeah. they also ask for um, fair trade usually fair trade or uh, biological coffees in our store yeah. Yeah. but they're looking for like certification so yeah. we will tell them we don't have it but we buy mm-hmm. coffee from and then we explain the story so they have the time uh, to listen to your story but also yeah. very short <laughs> not not too yeah. But for example, uh, restaurants and uh, offices—they usually want to pay like a lower price, and they don't—they yeah. don't care. I don't—I don't want to say they don't care because, of course, everybody wants to pay a good price. That makes you feel better. But they're yeah. not very interested in the whole uh, coffee chain. And as a roaster, yeah. you sometimes have to uh, balance that out. So yeah, yeah. And that is well, something frustrating. I, I see that that. Uh... And especially with with the COVID uh, Corona period, it's it's it can be quite a difficult business to be in to to have your own restaurant, to have your own bar. And I understand that it you know your your cost of goods is important, but sometimes I don't really understand what the calculation is. And so no. sometimes we have discussions about whether a bag of coffee is 17 euros or 18 euros or 19 euros per kilo, mm-hmm. uh, and they sell. 
espressos for more than three euro per per cup. Yeah. So you know, in the end, I think you know, for you you save maybe if you do 100 kilos per year or 200, you save 200 euros, but you can yeah. make much more if you sell more coffee. So yeah. you know, focus. The focus. I sometimes I don't really understand the focus. It's not for all clients. I don't want no. to. Yeah, but uh, and then and then it's more about the price than than uh, about the, the product. So that's yeah. that's a challenge for me as a as a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, we also sometimes try to convince, like especially restaurants, because like you said, sometimes they ask three twenty for a double espresso. So we yeah. always ask them, well, what is the difference between the coffee you buy from us and the coffee you buy now? So maybe it's like. Yeah. A, two, three euros. Okay, well, let's uh, focus on the fact that you can have like maybe 100 cups out of a kilo. That means yeah. that you have like a, a three three cents extra for a cup in cost. Yeah. Price. But what if you add 10 cents extra to your uh, uh, selling price? Because you have local coffee, you have a good story, you have fresh roasted coffee. Uh, we can give you trainings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you add value to your product and you ask more, then you also have seven cents extra margin. But sometimes yeah. we don't even understand that because, like you said, <laughs> they're only focused on the lower price. So yeah, that, yeah. Sometimes it it's a challenge, and sometimes you have to stop that conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. at least in the news was that the the price of coffee will be more expensive or the, the higher, so <laughs> we can use that. Although it's not true for our the coffee that we buy. No, but, uh, no. Sometimes it can help a little bit to to explain that you know there is a cost price and 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 it's it's not even only the farmer. It's it's also the, the transportation around the world and. and and my price for the gas and everything will be more expensive. So absolutely, yeah, sometimes it helps too that that the those those things uh, are told in the news. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's also like uh, it's a small part of the story, but it's also uh, something you can grab to tell the whole story again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now let's let's do that. From now on, yeah. <laughs> if we do it together, and maybe yeah, some of the listeners, good. then, <laughs> then yeah, we can yeah. take it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and one of the questions I have for you is how and where do you buy your sustainable and, and like fair coffees? Uh, so I always buy, buy the coffee through uh, traders yeah. uh, in whatever form. So trader is quite a vague yeah. uh, <laughs> term. But uh, so I have my traders, and also with the traders, I see a difference in in the last in the, in the past six years how they work. So I buy less and less spot coffee and more and more on on a contract per year. Uh, so the bulk coffee that we do, I I call it well, I think it's officially it's a specialty coffee, but it's you know it's like a high commercial low low number specialty coffee. And then, uh, yeah, so we, buy, we have some traders that we work together with and, uh, and, and, uh, and they have their way of buying the coffee. So I hope that every coffee that they buy, and for most of them, it's true, as far as I can understand and uh, see, uh, is that they buy the coffee with 
the question to the farmer or the producer, what is the price of the coffee? So mm-hmm. that's that's I think that's that's the first question that you should ask because we do business together. So I buy coffee from you know the trader is a it's a business and and the farmer we see it as a as a business and asking just for the price of a product instead of you know naming a price based on the on the sea market or whatever. So that's a, I think that's that's the first step that that you should do or the traders should do. Uh, and and in combination with buying the same coffee from the same farmers every year or corporations or groups of farmers yeah so it's 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 sustainability is also buying for me is buying the same coffee year after year yeah yeah over yeah it's also investing in in uh like an area or in a farmer so yeah yeah, they can grow as a entrepreneurs also yeah, yeah, as farmers, yeah. but also as entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We buy a lot. Of, we do a lot of business with this side up from Amsterdam. Yeah, and yeah, they have too. like yeah. yeah, they have like the contracts, and they also invest back in communities yeah. and knowledge. And I think knowledge is key, also. Yeah. So if we have the knowledge, then we have to share it with the uh, countries of origin or with the farmers. And yeah. they, they do a lot of good initiatives to make sure that the farmer gets the good price. And yeah. Yeah. do you think that sustainable coffee needs, a, for example, a label like fair trade? Well, when I started six years ago, I said, no, I, I don't do labels. I don't like it. You know, it's for the bigger markets. I still don't do it. I still don't really like it. But I understand more that just saying we don't do labels because we know we know our farmers or whatever. That's just uh, that's just not enough. No. So I understand the the that if you have some type if 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 there would be some type of certification for the type of business that we would like to do. So true price coffee uh, yeah. uh, based on on production cost, the living income, etc. Then I would go for that label. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not against labels, but you know, I think the big labels are based upon the sea market system. Yeah. And I don't like that system. So mm-hmm. I want to be far away from that system. Although that's that's also easy to say and hard to do if you buy higher volumes of coffee. Yeah. Especially right now when the, the coffee prices are higher, you know, then then for the farmers it's always also difficult to sell their coffee to to us instead of someone else by paying more at that moment yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 a dilemma i think yeah i think it's really a dilemma because i totally agree i i think that the like the most of the like commercial labels are now or labels that are now commercial in my opinion started Mm -hmm. with a good vision and a mission yeah only at a certain point Money took over. That is my opinion. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, and I think, yeah, and they, they started at the wrong point. I think they started from the sea market up, yeah. doing a little bit better than the sea yeah. market. Yeah. Instead of just buying coffee for a good price, but the the the, the I had this this discussion this morning with uh, someone who works here at the grocery. If you grow your company, and you know get a little bit bigger and we're just real small roaster, but we're getting bigger and you want to make sure you have your coffee every year 
the same coffee as we do. We have some blends that we want to serve all year round, not, not yeah. uh, change the coffee every uh, couple of weeks. So then it's, it's getting harder and harder to make sure that you have the right amount of coffee. Of course, I can say to, for example, decide up, you know, make a reservation or, or of, yeah. of a lot of coffee, but I have to buy it. So, you know, that's, that's the difficulty in, in, because we want to grow, but how, how much coffee do we need yeah. and how much and will we grow? You never in. know. Yeah, and then COVID comes in, so that's that's quite difficult. So I also with the C market, I understand more and more that you know for the bigger companies, it it it's maybe they need something like that, and we don't need something like that. But for example, my my Brazil coffee, which is you know the bill one of the bulk uh, coffees, I ran out of coffee last month, and the new coffee comes in of November, so we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to find another supplier for Brazilian coffee, you know, with the more or less the same model. And that's that's quite hard. Yeah. So yeah, but, uh yeah. But it's now uh like we are as roses do a lot of effort to make sure that we have the coffee we need to create like the same quality of blends of uh, whatever consistency. But mm -hmm. on the on the contrary, like with wine, when there's a, when it's finished, it's finished. So yeah, isn't it also our responsibility to make sure that people know that coffee is a product of nature? So when it's finished, it's finished. Because that all started in, like, with the big companies. There's there's always a certain uh, flavor. For example, the big yeah. uh, brands always have the same uh, flavor year after year. Yeah. So, yeah. And that is quite that is quite strange if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so is it a, a problem that you don't have the coffee anymore or is it a charm that you don't have the coffee anymore? So for example the farmer is out of stock, all his coffee yeah. is sold and he's ready for the new year and that we as roasters have the responsibility to tell our customers listen the coffee is now out of stock, we don't have it anymore, but for the we get it in half November and for the next month and a half we have we can recommend you this yeah well uh <laughs> dilemma <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I have two types of clients there the consumers and and the professionals yeah and when this is my first company so you learn a lot <laughs> doing your first company and maybe it's my last company I don't know but you know you start something and then it grows and it it you know it goes in a certain direction and you created something <laughs> and now <laughs> i created the business uh with some coffees that you know we have low uh, volumes and we just sell some and then you know it's gone it's gone and then next year maybe we have the same coffee or the, the coffee from the same farmer i have to say and i have two blends and you know i started with the idea that we can deliver them all year round maybe that's because i used to work at a big company and had that that mindset yeah uh you know i don't know i <laughs> if you start somewhere yeah <laughs> Maybe I have to it is a difficult to... dilemma yeah i understand well yeah 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 but it, it, it's also it, it has to fit your company and so i i i notice you know you know i'm uh, six years doing this and then you look back sometimes how how are things do going you know how am i doing and then you think about the system that you have built and maybe you want to change something. Yeah. Even for small companies, sometimes it's quite difficult to change the system that you created. 
Yeah. Uh, and maybe one day I will and uh, uh, and 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 do it as as you just told that you know we have some coffees and this is the volume that we have and when it's gone it's gone and then next year we have the same yeah uh, coffees. Well, you had the same experience, but the consumers are are more likely to experiment and they you know a lot of my clients they like my coffee they like what i have and if i have a kenya they buy the kenya and if i have ethiopian coffee they buy that one and they don't mind because they know it's all good coffee maybe a little bit different flavor but you know in essence it's all good coffee and uh, well uh, let's make like you said the last six years because that's also what we noticed the coffee industry really changed and also like consumers change and i think that everything Everything starts with awareness, also with com- consumers, and they all work somewhere so they can take our coffee to their companies. That, that's what yep. we noticed. Let's make an agreement in, in next, in six years from now, that yeah. there are that we changed the way people yeah. look at coffee. So we try to, to make sure that people uh, notice that coffee is a product of nature instead of making sure that we as roasters have the responsibility for having certain coffees all year round. So yeah. let's start with that. And if, if yeah. you're listening right now, and if there are roasters who wants to join our, our mission, then they're more than welcome. But but I think there's... Well, I, I know there are some roasters that do it like that. They just have the seasonal offerings for all coffees. Um, uh, and, you know, that that's cool. And uh, I like it. And I... I'm a little bit jealous that they can sell it to all those bars. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they maybe they're even you know, they may be a little bit younger, or they they started from the they they did it from the start. So yeah. you know, yeah. 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 Let's but, see. But, that. but yeah, Let's, I don't mind. I so North. I started Nordcup to to also to learn. You know, doing business. So yeah, you, know, you learn. Okay. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it as a as a challenge for the next six years. Yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wrote it down. We see yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. And and um, what do you think is the most important thing our industry needs to gain in the like the next five years from now? Uh, the the whole coffee industry. Yeah, or or just uh, that. What you see? Well, the, the 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 most important thing, and I I know I have some thoughts about why it is like it is, but you know the 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 whole balance, the whole uh, value chain from from the farmer to to the end cup, and then I talk about uh, the horeca, the bars. Mm-hmm. You know that the it doesn't have to be that 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 steep. So, so I, do you know understand what I mean? So, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the the price of the green coffee and then the price of one cup, especially in the Netherlands, is really out of balance. Steep, out yeah. of balance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Last week I was in Italy uh, on holiday, and then the price for an espresso is, you know, much lower than here. Also, mm-hmm. the price of the coffee, you know, it's not expensive coffee, but the difference between the price per kilo and for a pack of coffee and the price for an espresso is, is you know, it's a whole different uh, story so so and then i mean that you know not that the price of the espresso should go down but the price of the green coffee should go up uh, and then the roaster should be somewhere in the middle yeah but i know on the other side that you know it's quite hard to make a living from doing the that you know the good business and yeah 
Yeah, so you think that there should be more balance in in the cost price of coffee and the selling. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and what I forgot, sorry, is that 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 whole pricing system of the sea market. So, and then I talk about the part where you know it's not about the quality or about the farmer anymore. It's just about some coffee somewhere around the world and some uh, futures and some whatever. Uh, I don't like that part of the, the, the whole system. And if we can say goodbye to that uh, part, <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> wonderful. And it, uh, I, I think that a lot of also the bigger companies say that they want to change some things. But in the end, if, if it's about money, it's, it's hard decisions if you have uh, uh, shareholders and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always about practice what you preach. So, um, yeah. And big, big or bigger companies can tell us that they want to change, but they have the power to change and it it, it doesn't always changes. So no, I think no. that we as smaller roasters are responsible for that change and yeah, we yeah. can make the difference for that. Yeah, yeah. And you see some change, you see that the bigger companies, they have the systems that you can, you know, actually see who who, who is the farmer of the coffee that you bought. You know, it's, for yeah. us, it's normal, of course, we, we, <laughs> we know it. Uh, but they have the system created, and then you can give the farmer, an, you know, a little incentive or uh, you know, one euro and through that system. Yeah. So I think they know that they paid not enough because yeah, if yeah. you make the system, you know, it's not fair. Yeah. But I just don't get. I mean, if every consumer would send one euro per package to to the farmer, then you know he would make <laughs> ten times the the income he has right now. So I think they know it's possible, but they just don't take the responsibility themselves no. uh, and they leave it to the end consumer and that's uh, i think you i think what we see for coffee but also for a lot of other systems in the world that you cannot leave the responsibility to the end consumer no to to pay a, just just to pay a better price because you want to yeah. because we see that it doesn't ha- happen if you if you would say to all consumers in the netherlands uh, don't go to the supermarket, but buy your bread from the local uh, bakery, or you know, whatever, or your coffee from the local roastery. They they like it, but you know, in the end, the people don't do it. No. So so the supermarket they have the power. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's not fair to put responsibility to the end consumer because there is also no transparency around it, and usually, like like the labels, and I'm I'm talking about the labels that are on the package, like fair trade mm-hmm. or um, yeah. uh, biological coffee, whatever. Um, yeah. It looks very nice, but there's also a story behind that. And there is a yeah. very clear, for me, a vision why I don't have labels like that, because it costs a lot yeah. of money. And people yeah. don't, like the, the end consumer is not aware of that fact, because it's not transparent no. enough. No, so, no. no it, it's, only, it, it's only useful if you sell coffee that you cannot if you don't know anything about that coffee, otherwise, then it, that, you know, maybe it's Arabica from Brazil, and you know it's fair trade. Yeah. You know, for for the big roasters, sometimes that's the case. So yeah. they don't know where it's from or who produced it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a strange thing that you you know the labels claim that you know the farmer get get a higher price or whatever, yeah. or, and you don't know the farmer. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's, I, that's I, you awesome. know I work. 
Yeah. That's also the illusion they create with the marketing around, because that yeah, is what yeah. the consumer uh, filters in information. If there's a label on it, then it's good because the farmer get, yeah. got a good price, but it's not yeah. the whole truth and it's not the whole no. story. Well, you know, I used to work at a big roastery, so I understand yeah. <laughs> why uh, you cannot, you know, put all the names of the farmers or corporations or whatever on the package, maybe it's only because of the, the big volumes. You know, that's, that's, you know, if there are just a few, when I started in coffee around 2004, there were only a few really big roasters and then, you know, a small amount of small specialty roasters. So it changed a little bit, but in the end, if you have roasters of like 500 kilos per batch and you let them run all day, I understand why you cannot buy coffee from one farmer who produces 200 kilos per year. Yeah. and put the name of that farmer on the package. I, you know, that's clear to me, but in the end, it's also because of the system of globalization and, you know, bigger industries, uh, you know, bigger uh, factories, you know, one factory produces for one supermarket that sells coffee in the whole country. So then it, then it becomes anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. And we cannot, as small roasters, like stop. I don't think it's, you know, realistic to, uh, think that we can change the world because there's also a, like a huge amount of consumers who who, who uh, buy the coffee from the supermarket and will always yeah. pay the lowest price. So that's yeah. not it. But I think that as roasters and especially the fact that the industry has been changed, we can make an impact out of it uh, on it. Yeah. And we can change the way consumers or some com- consumers. Uh, yeah. at the c- coffee industry and we can make people aware of the fact that uh, coffee can be uh, sustainable in all kinds yeah. of reasons so not only for the farmer yeah. but also for nature etc so yeah yeah and i think you know there is a change of course and 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 even with we we saw with with covid period that we we gained a lot of new uh, consumer uh, customers uh that you know that that they were looking for local produced coffees, you know, and better coffees. And they started uh, learning about you know, the story and, and started buying good coffee. And and, uh, and they found out that if they cannot buy a coffee in their bar because it's closed for three euro per espresso <laughs> or cappuccino, <laughs> then a bag of coffee of 250 grams for 10 euros, actually not, not you know, it's, it's more expensive than in the supermarket, but they still save a lot of money by, you know, making 25 cups of coffee out of that bag instead yeah. of the three cups yeah. in the in the bar. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And they can start. So there, there is a, a shift. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's hope that it it stays like this. Yeah. But I yeah. but I I don't think if you drink, of or if you start buying coffee from a roastery that you will go back to the supermarket. I don't believe that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I hope they don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I hope so too. Although, you know, although in the end, and that's one of the things I'm not for for a Nordkamp, I'm not, uh, you know, some kind of coffee freak or whatever. So if people, so that's also one of the reasons why I have this blend with Robusta in it and a little bit darker roast. It, you know, for us, it's a darker roast. You know, in the end, it's still quite light if you compare it to supermarket coffees. Uh, But if people enjoy that and like to, to drink it and the farmers are happy, you know, then I'm happy as well. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, trying to convince people on 
flavor only. I don't I don't preach that if you like your supermarket coffees right now, you should drink only my coffees beer because they're roasted lighter or you know they're roasted lighter than supermarket coffees. It's also good for for the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only that that super high quality, uh, you know, Kenya or whatever. No, I like that coffee, of course. I don't drink, you know, I drink my Kenya at home. But yeah. <laughs> if, if if someone likes an, another flavor, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it shouldn't be. I'm not be a preacher like... on flavor. On... No, no, not a coffee religion that you only have to drink light Kenyan coffee or Ethiopian. No, 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 no. I think if we do that, we will lose a lot of customers because there. Yeah, we always roast everything medium, and I always I'm always searching for balance in my coffee. Yeah. I would like to have like a um, small bitterness and of course the natural flavors of, of the coffee itself. But yeah. because I know that there are a lot of consumers who think our coffee is lighter than what they're used to. But also because they like the bitterness in coffee. They're, that's something that is a flavor that they're used to. So if you compare that with a light roast Kenya, that, that yeah. light roast Kenya is sour and they don't like it. So they will not yeah. buy it again. So, yeah, very easy. I, I, I have I have uh, consumers that buy coffee for me. You know, they order every month uh, some bags of coffee, and then they sometimes some people they buy the dark roast with robusta and a bag of Kenya and a bag of Costa Rica. And then I think it's funny in a way. Yeah. But, you know, if they want it, why not? Yeah, uh, and it, but they, they get complete different flavors in one yeah. box of, of uh, coffee bags. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's also like, uh, who do you live with? What's the moment of day? Maybe you need uh, like darker coffee in the morning because yeah. you need to wake up, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but that is funny. And I think it's the most important thing is that people develop their flavor and they uh, uh, keep um, experiment experimenting with yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. And if they, they first buy my coffee and then they buy from another roaster, I don't mind because that means that they're still interested in local and smaller produced coffee. So I think yeah. a, that is more important. And what do you think roasters worldwide need to do to create a better world for farmers, uh, roasters, and maybe the earth? Well, one of the, the trends that I saw happening in the last you know, in the last six years that I really like is that the smaller traders do not only offer the highest quality green coffee, but also, you know, that big bulk, which is still much better than, you know, the, 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 the industrial coffee. But uh, that, that type of coffee is, I think, the most interesting for the bigger community. So the special, the real specialty coffees are nice and they're awesome and you know i like it but i think uh it's quite difficult to make a real impact with those types of coffee and i think to to if you want to make more impact and really change something we should buy more more coffee from the farmer so not only buy that one lot you know with the highest price with a very low volume but i prefer to buy you know bigger volumes of maybe a little a slightly lower grade you know it's, it's still a high grade but yeah uh, to 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 make uh, more, I think that makes more impact. On uh, we we can sell more of those coffees. The lots of people like the coffee. You know, it's it's much easier to make impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is also something I noticed that changed. But, yeah. During the yeah. Year, recent years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's uh, I think that's uh, that's important. And and 
you know, other things. And but we are still working on it. So here in the Netherlands, we have MVO Nederland, which yeah. is an organization for the middle and smaller companies in the in the Netherlands. And then we have this this future proof coffee collective to think about what what the price of, of green coffee should be. And we have some there are some tools uh, developed to to where you can calculate what the price of coffee should be for a, a certain farmer on a certain you know place on earth. <laughs> well, we started with Colombia and Uganda, I think. So it's yeah. not, it's not it's not finished yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, that are good things to to that you can actually check because the question that I often have is what should the price of green coffee be yeah and that's actually quite difficult to answer yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> and I'm, i still don't know and it, it changes from places to place on earth of course yeah, yeah. where the coffee is produced yeah yeah that is a very difficult question also because i think that like culture has to do with that and also yeah is it realistic what a farmer asks Or is it more like convenient because then they sell their coffee, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that is a, quite a bit. But the tool would be very transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would change it. Yeah, and it, it's a starting point in the end. You know, it, you have to start somewhere and work on it every year. And yeah, yeah. Change uh, things, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning of or in the introduction, we told about uh, healthy business models and Mm-hmm. I was wondering, in is transparent coffee or fair coffee a healthy business model? It can be, yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the easiest business model, maybe, but I think if you if you believe in it yourself uh, as a business owner or uh, entrepreneur, then uh, then uh, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, but the, and you know the the price of a bag of coffee, consumer price, or the the you know for the for the, the wholesale price or whatever. They change so much from one company to another. I know some, you know, that's the good thing for us that are you have some international brands, Italian brands or whatever, they sell their their coffee also for you know very high prices. So it's not it's not really uncommon to common to pay pay a higher price. And then you have better quality because they 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 charge a higher price because just because <laughs> it's the branding it's, it's branding it's the image it's the nice cups you know that's fine and you get maybe you get the free machine and whatever i don't know but you know so uh, there is space to to fair price doesn't mean that my my kilo of coffee has has to be 50 euros or whatever so it you know it's still uh, you know a reasonable price for here in the netherlands yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. maybe it For us, it means that your margin is a little bit well less, of course. But we also try to, yeah. for example, stimulate people to uh, bring their own package or reuse it again yeah. or not. If you want a kilo of coffee, don't ask it in four times 250 grams because that's more expensive, the bag and the uh, and the yeah. the label, than yeah. if, you have, if you only use one. So I think it's also a uh, a little bit awareness. Yeah, but the, the the skill size in in coffee roasters, you know, there's so much difference. That, I mean, we have a six kilo roaster, so you can do the math. You know, <laughs> there's someone working yeah. on, you know, he can do maybe four batches an hour. You know, the price, you know, of labor. And if you have the 
industrial roaster, you know, and the controller <laughs> is not not called a roaster, but he, he, you know, he can do like four batches or they, they roast faster. So they can do six to eight batches of yeah. 500 kilos. So, you know, that's just completely out of balance. If you want yeah. to compare the cost of production, then they of course have a lot of other costs, but you know, so, so it's the, 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 the end price of, you know, one kilo of coffee here is it, it, you cannot compare one one company to another. No, no, no. Quite, uh, no. And also, yeah, like, yeah. what what I notice is that it even it is even different than, for example, for two hundred and fifty grams, we uh, ask six ninety five uh, for a okay. kilo, and like the more uh, the specialty coffees we ask or the special coffees we ask seven ninety five to two hundred and fifty grams. Yeah. But there are roasters uh, in in different cities who ask like twelve fifty for two hundred and fifty grams. Yeah. So yeah. there is a lot of difference in that. Also, yeah. I'm in between I mean, that. I think. Huh? I'm in between your <laughs> the two prices. Yeah, yeah, but it's also yeah. very difficult because it it is um, different in every city. What people yeah. are willing to pay, and yeah. also what do you need as a margin? And yeah. we can produce faster because we have two roasters w60 and w30 and we we don't have any staff anymore so that is more that uh, that helped us through uh, the covid period yeah uh, yeah so that helped a lot so um it is very difficult also but i i yeah. agree that there if you because we buy our coffees also uh, uh fair i always tell people because i love to buy everything from uh, this side up and uh, a supply is like that, but it's not always possible. No. And transparent coffee is a healthy business model, but you have to make sure your vision and your mission and your story yeah. uh, also is correct with that, is in the right yeah. direction. So I think yeah. we can make it a healthy business model, but it's also quite hard to get at a certain point where you have enough volume. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. You had this interview with uh, Willem Boot uh, some episodes uh, back, and he, he he also told about if you start a business that you start with a good business plan instead yeah. of only doing your mission. Uh, and I think that that's uh, completely true. So, but I had I had uh, I I still don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But let's <laughs> say it's a good thing that <laughs> when I started uh, my roastery, I also had a work as a consultant doing other things so i didn't yeah. have to make had to make uh, money from the one from the roastery yeah and that's easier if you you know i think it's quite impossible to to make money from a roastery on day one yeah. when you start with so yeah you see you, all the smaller roasters or they have a, a bar uh, or they have some other jobs that they do or yeah yeah, yeah. and then you can grow your business until you can i think for the last uh, two years I think 95% of my income is, is coming from the roastery. So that's that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing, yeah. yeah. And I uh, still I have a little bit of staff, but it's only, you know, one day a week or something. Or two days Unnecessary, week, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I always tell uh, people that my biggest mistake was to start with uh, only passion because I did not no. make, <laughs> made any money with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And I worked like seven days a week, also two days as a as a teacher. And that was my yeah. income, so that was fine. But uh, I did a lot of fun things, so I learned a lot from that. But after yeah. two years, I was thinking I I have to do something about the business part because this is not going well. 
And I sell wow. a lot of my, uh, I sell I sell a lot of coffee. And after two years, I always uh, I also knew that I had to step up to a bigger roaster. But I still yeah. wasn't making any money for myself. So that's when I invested yeah. like healthy business models and and uh, uh, knowledge about that. So yeah, that is very yeah. important. And also, yeah. if you want want to sell only transparent coffee, like. Your invoices are higher. The price of coffee is higher. So you have to make sure that uh, you think about that very well, about yeah, the story yeah. of the vision, about your company, um, but also about price. Yeah. Cash flow. Cash flow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started about cash flow. We can make no. a, a new podcast out of it. I think uh, yeah. we can invite a lot flow. of roasters for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's one of the things that, I, I met some some new I call them new era traders uh, that 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 don't buy their coffees and just put them on stock and then people can buy it. But they you know they ask they they have pre shipment samples they send them around and they ask what coffee shall we buy together and I think that's awesome. But one thing that some of them do is they ask for sometimes fifty percent of the price of the coffee or sometimes even everything. And for one or two or three bags, you know, that, that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, I cannot pay, I cannot, I could never buy all my coffee for, you know, if I buy, uh, let's say, 60 pallets of uh, Brazil, I cannot, I cannot pay them on forehand for one year yeah. of, uh, of coffee. So you, that's why I need traders also for that financial uh, part and, you know, and, and, and and, and of course, a lot of other things. But, you know, sometimes it sounds awesome to do it all together. And yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not the easiest way. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I, and uh, I think we're still struggling to, to how to do it together. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one thing to have like a vision and a mission and ideology. But there's one thing that you also, uh, also have to be aware of. The fact that you're uh, running a company and you're yeah. also having yeah. a responsibility for that. Yeah. yeah. And if you could, yeah. could give like the listeners one of your most valuable tips for uh, running a healthy business model with transparent coffee, what would that be? Well, I'm not exactly sure if it's only for transparent <laughs> coffee uh, <laughs> business model but in the end having a healthy business model i think most of the times means that you have the right product for the right customers and that you know actually selling your product to to those customers that's the most important thing and when you see online on blogs or on facebook you, you see a lot of people ask about what roaster should i buy it of course it's important what what packaging machine should I buy? It's all important, but you have to sell your coffee. Yeah. So that, that that's <laughs> the most important thing. And then, so you have to find customers that buy your coffee. So if you want to do it transparent, and that's also for me still a learning and a lesson, but find the customers that want to buy that type of coffee. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a local roaster, and especially in these days, a lot of, you know, it's hip and trendy to buy coffee from a local roaster. So a lot of people will come to you and just ask, can I buy coffee? But not all of them understand that it's, you know, it's more expensive coffee or it, you know, it's different than supermarket coffee or Italian coffee or whatever. So uh, they not maybe the, the perfect fit for your type of company. No, they, they uh, will not. They will not. Some people will not stay. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. So, uh, sometimes I notice when, yeah, sometimes I notice when, when uh, customers, potential customers come to me and then you know 
the conversation is, is often about the espresso machine, the grinder, and then they just like the coffee. <laughs> you know, oh. So, but, you know, I, that's, that's a lesson for me as well, because, you know, you cannot, you cannot only sell coffee there. There has to be something, you know. Uh, and so you have, yeah, you have to find that customer that wants your coffee. And, you yeah. know, of course, you sell the espresso machine as well. But if it's only about the espresso machine or if it's only about, then it's not the right fit. No. So find the right fit is the is the. It's the, the real, yeah. the, the, usually the coffee nerds or coffee geeks, and it's fun. But what we noticed in the last years is that our most loyal customers and the, mo the people who appreciate our coffee most are like the families mm -hmm. and usually people from like 40, 50 plus because yeah. they're used to good drinking good coffee at home instead of going out. Yeah. And they... Yeah. They have they value their coffee on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon with friends or neighbors or with their families. So yeah. and they they buy coffee every week, and and yeah. they don't mind paying for a good coffee, and they like yeah. the fact that the story is 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 fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, they appreciate your hard work, but they also appreciate your coffee most, instead yeah. of. The, the the coffee nerd with the nice machine and the the very expensive grinder <laughs> who buys 250 yeah. grams every month and that is not that's not a judgment but yeah our most most loyal customers who appreciate our coffee most are like 40 plus yeah yeah well no, it, it, i know it's it's not a podcast about barista techniques but you know i <laughs> i started as a barista and and i never had a, a home espresso machine but for the home consumers it's it's much easier to make <laughs> you know make good make a good espresso on a on a relative yeah, cheap small machine horeca espresso machine then you know then making one espresso at home with your you know your 5000 euro machine and your 2000 euro grinder and then yeah. making one perfect shot it's yeah. impossible i cannot do it <laughs> and, you know it's much easier to do to make 100 coffees a day or 200 and make yeah. them perfect uh but yeah so that i, I see that struggle also with, with the consumers that that want to make the best coffee and it's quite hard to make good coffee you know real good coffee at home yeah. especially espressos and uh, cappuccinos yeah, yeah yeah and how do you make your coffee at home Filter coffee of course yeah, yeah. me too <laughs> yeah. no i i, I do I ask I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just have a, I have a mocha master and a grinder. Yeah, me and too. so we do we 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 weigh our coffee at home, uh, 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 but that's it. So we yeah. put it in the grinder, you know, grind it and just make the coffee because I you know I love coffee, but I also love sometimes I just love the you know the the the, the moment of coffee. Yeah. And of course, of course, I cannot drink you know the the cheap super dark roasted coffee anymore. But I'm not a coffee snob that I, I you know I. I will throw my coffee away to make it again to if it's not perfect. Yeah. I just drink it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have the same. We had a like expensive espresso machine and everything on the on the counter of our kitchen. And then at yeah. a certain point we, we never used it. So we did everything away. We we made sure that we got rid of it and uh, we made someone else very happy with that. And we just yeah. uh our present for Christmas was a mocha master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and we are both in the position that if we go to our work, then we have a, exactly think, a, like a better that. machine. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you have time to drink that coffee very 
They're very complex coffee, but uh, usually in the in the weekends or on our days off, we like like having a big big pot of uh, yeah. filter coffee and drink like filter coffee yeah. all day. Yeah. And people are then, always then, yeah. surprised by the fact that we drink uh, simple coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like coffee. but I ask if, if people ask me because you know if you work in coffee, you get these questions a lot. But what yeah. machine should I buy? And then I start with. What coffee would you like to drink? Yeah. And then I also give the 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 example of we also want to drink, start the day with a big mug of black coffee. So I don't have to buy an espresso machine. I have to buy a filter machine yeah. to make that yeah. big mug of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And the plus thing is it's easy, easier to make a good filter coffee yeah. at home, I think, than a, than a good espresso. Yeah. 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 And espressos, if you drink that all day, that's not good for your caffeine level. <laughs> no, no, not very you healthy, I think. No, no. <laughs> we're not Italian. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I have some questions left for the 30 second talk. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about an hour. I really like our conversation about the coffee industry. Um, but I would like to ask you uh, a few short questions. And can mm-hmm. you ask, answer them as quickly as possible? I'll try. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, here we go. Okay, Jasper, your favorite coffee? Uh, Ethiopian coffee. Ethiopian. Your favorite coffee farm to work with? Johan uh, Sobon uh, is a farmer from Colombia. Okay. I buy his coffee every year. Yeah. Every year. And what drives you every day? I'm trying to, <laughs> to to have a. I, I'm really proud of having a company that I with you know with a with a with a real actual product. That you can touch, that other people uh, make other people happy. Yeah, that that drives me. Yeah. Okay, and your biggest fail? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I, no I don't. Know. I I learned a lot. I learned a lot. So the, the best the best thing that I sorry, sorry, the best thing that I did was starting my own company, and then and then of course you have a lot of fails. Yeah. Something uh, something you want to share with our listeners. If you think about starting a roasting company, start a roasting company, <laughs> and not not only think about it and you know do calculation and everything. You you just learn by doing it. Yeah. 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 Jasper, thank you so much for uh, your interesting perspective on the industry. It was a pleasure to get to know you, and I'm sure we will meet in the future. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me.